All right, welcome to season two, episode five of the podcast. We've got week five reactions, some highs and lows, Shreeders, tacos. EPL is back. We've got week six of the NFL, our picks and previews, everything. Guys, welcome to attempt two to record this podcast. Thank you, Adam. Happy to be here. They say first is the worst, second is the best. And we're going to speed run this shit because it's late and we want to go to bed. Also, Hannah PM. has to pee. All right, starting off with our lows this week, Pelham, give me your low. Bro, I'll tell you my low. My low was losing the kicker bowl to you this week, Adam, playing Jason Myers from the Seahawks. He he really shat the bed against his best matchup ever against the Vikings. He only got three measly points. And, you know, I knew I had a gut instinct that I should have picked up and played Young Wei Koo. If I had... I would have beat you by 0.4 points. I lost by 10 points. That was my low of the week. You know, that's a great low, Pelham. And just correspondingly, I'll just preview it right now. That's my high of the week. You know, it, it just brings me a lot of pleasure pleasure to do that to you, to just kick you like that. Yeah, but, hurt, my, but before we get to that, I have to real express, express my low of this week. And it was being unable to watch EPL at 7 a.m. on a Saturday when my body woke me up and I couldn't get back to bed. So... Again, not an EPL watcher. Let's make that very clear. Not a fan. Sounds like he's a stan. Is it because you're getting old, Adam? Yes, I, th I think so. Hmm. That's my low. Hannah, what about you in your speed low of the week? My low is uh, tying with Jake in golf last weekend, which was a <laughs> really unfortunate outcome. Um, and then also realizing that I'm about to go on an L4 streak before my inevitable bounce back. So, yay. What about a high though, Hannah? Do you do you have a high this week? My high is nothing to do with fantasy because that's all in the tank. So my high <laughs> is getting paid to golf at work tomorrow and then going up north. So what you're saying is you're now a golf fan, Hannah. Just like I'm not a soccer fan, you're not a golf fan. Ooh, I'm a casual golf participator. Mm, I'm a casual soccer watcher, so I, I understand mm. this. Mm, I respect that. Okay, she likes taking you. work off to golf. She doesn't like losing to me and tying with Jake at golf. Unless you guys are going to start paying sense. me. Yeah. Okay. Nah. My my second high this week is uh, attempting to speed up this podcast and by doing so, deleting every prediction and segment that involves Pelham, what he wrote for himself. So Pelham, I hope your predictions are memorized. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> How do I hit control Z on this bitch? Pelham, what's your high this week? Wait, that's not what I want to do. Pelham, Crumpets. please continue with your high for the week. Ah, uh, you prick. Well, my high, I've got two highs. Hannah just reminded me, a little segue there. Uh, beating Hannah and Jake uh, soundly in the game of golf. That was my secondary high. My primary high, though, I think was, I actually went camping this weekend. It was great. I went to uh, Waterloo uh -huh. uh, State Recreation Bonjour. Area out by... Uh, Chelsea and uh, Grass Lake. Very nice. Lovely fall colors here in Michigan. And as I was sat on the Sunday morning outside of my tent, you know, around the campfire, reading my book, Between Two Worlds, Space Boys, about space and time. Space Boys, it's for book club. As I was reading that book, I had a thought uh, at 8 a.m. I said, you know, I'm going to go check the waivers and I think I'm going to pick up Alexander Madison. Well, as you all know, it just so happened that Dalvin Cook did you know, hurt himself a little bit, and he's going to miss this next week, probably. And therefore, Madison's going to be a great pickup. But the thing that made it so sweet is that Jake later confided in me that he went on the waivers at 8.30 a.m., a mere 30 minutes later. 
with the intent, the sole intent, of picking up Alexander Madison, only to find that I'd already taken him. So felt good to cuck Jake. Hashtag hive mind. Hashtag time I, is a mysterious thing. It sure that, is. That's all I have to say about that. And so is space. So is space time, according to uh, physics. Dr. Who. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, that's actually timey white me. Correct. Thank you. I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> Going now to our results for week five, we have the Count of Monte Cristo something something name beating Brandon, spanking him by 25 points, 135 for Mr. Franklin. We've got Hannah putting up the 63 points, still losing by 20 to a respectable 83, a low 83, that is, from her father in the Smith Bowl. Dick Dick dicking over the Walrus, 106 to 94 as forementioned, I beat Pelham by about 10 points there, thanks to the kicking power of Will Lutz. And Jake, with the upset of the week, going over and above Mr. Toxic Mace, scoring 118 with apparently, if he, if he's to be heard correctly, the worst team in the league. Do, do you guys believe that? It's frankly an outrage. Frankly an outrage. But the king has fallen! The king has fallen! Very, very true. Hannah, do you have any reactions to the uh, scores this week? Um, I would. I'd like to immediately give my shooter of the week to Jake, the usurper. We've been waiting for this moment all season. So congrats to Jake. Uh, can't wait to hear how he fucks this uh, up. Basically. Yeah, it's inevitable. <laughs> yep. All right, Pelham, as a reminder, my shooter this week is going to be some hot franks. We've got Frank taking the honor of the Count of Monte Cristo in a second attempt to tell this story. Let me spin you a tale, a thesis. So, <laughs> in the Count of Monte Cristo, <laughs> uh, have you read? You know, it's been a while, Pelham. Uh, do you want to talk about some things that I learned from skimming the Spark Notes today? Specifically, there's a character named after a mushroom. His name's Morel. He's the oh. final person to reap the benefits of the Count of Monte Cristo. My only question there is, who's that going to be in this situation? Who is Frank going to sacrifice for to lead to the mountaintop to eclipse the ecstasy of finding the bay of his dreams? And is it not Pelham? God, I hope I'd it's like me. I'd like to nominate myself. I really hope it's me. I, I'm standing nominate with myself. you, Frank. <laughs> no, it's Tell me. him, I think your Schroeder of the Reek was also Frank, not to... My Shreed of the Week was yeah. also Frank. Thank you very much, Adam. Three and two, Frank Zoo. Yes, my Shreed of the Week was Frank. He's he's dropped a really hot score against Brandon, 135, uh, outscoring his proj, uh, continuing his ascendance. But furthermore, he also made some very good coaching decisions. He took Odell Beckham and placed him on the bench in favor of Hollywood Brown, and that paid off for him. So for that reason, Frank is my Shreed of the Week. Hold your francs, boys. Hold your francs. Speaking of uh, massive letdowns in the term of sexual innuendo segues, our taco of the week this week, Hannah, who you got? Um, I chose Pelham. I've been a longtime advocate for kickers. Kickers lives matter. And uh, he has really yeah, reaped what he's sown on this one by not paying attention. Would you say that his fantasy chances have kicked what? the bucket? I would. I'd say he's, uh, yeah, insert kicking. <laughs> All right, pun well, here. I just like to. <laughs> I'd just like to rebuff that by saying it wasn't an issue of paying attention. Of course, I paid attention. Maybe I made the wrong choice. Clearly, I did. You know, Jason Myers had the good matchup against the Vikings. It didn't work out. But when it does come to not paying attention, I'd like to turn the tables on Hannah Smith, who is my taco of the week. You've played Jarek McKinnon, who's got one touch for five yards. You've also played Michael Thomas, 
and having to last minute substitute him for John Brown, who was injured and did not. It's play. not my fault. Michael Thomas got in a fight. No, no. See, paying attention. We would have known that. Guys, just additionally, okay. you shouldn't have had Robbie Anderson in your flax, right? You got to have your latest player in your flex spot so you have that flexibility to make adjustments I mean, on the fly. It is called the, it's it's called the lesson, flex. Indeed. It's a lesson that others in the league also need to hear. Frank Zhu, as much as I admire your recent good work, that's something, uh, an opportunity for improvement on your end as well. Yes, always take so the advice reason, of the lowest score of the season. That's That's a good way to go. Well, considering we have the same record and you have just recently joined the 60-point club, happy yeah, to have you. Still not the lowest. Uh, you know, that's very true. Nah, not yet. Uh, but yes, that's why he is my uh, taco. All right. Of the week. From Pelham's uh, punt with his kicker to uh, my taco this week, we've got David Mace, uh, another kicking fiasco. This man talks some mad poop and got mad booped. Specifically, he claimed very confidently that he didn't even need a kicker to beat Jake this week. And yet still picked up a kicker, had that kicker score 15 points for him and lose the week by 15 points. David Mace, perhaps a bit of overconfidence, then blaming the prayers that Jake made on the injury on deck. It seems like he's playing a bit of excess in the victim card department right now. Uh, That's my taco this week. Mr. Mace chat shit. Get banged. Thank you. So, Given that we're recording this on Wednesday night and it's a bit of a late waiver week this week, we don't actually have a transfer market waiver report to uh, report on, but the waiver predictions are hot here. We go to our local paleurologist, Mr. Barron. Hello, Adam. Thank you so much for that segue. Now, as you mentioned, Adam, the uh, waivers have not actually cleared for the league yet. They will clear tonight. So get your bids in. Uh, but I do have some uh, some forecasts that I'd like to share. This is this is pre-waiver, so anything that uh, I project here will we will see if it is borne out in the uh, subsequent days to come. Uh, I took the data that we've collected so far over the last four weeks of waiver submissions, and I created a demand model, a simple demand model for the league based on positional uh, demand and supply. And I then took individual team-level monetary characteristics, including budget, how much they spent on other players so far, what those positional players were, uh, projected points, dollars per point spent, and developed a composite neural network, which is then able to project how much uh, a certain player is going to be purchased for in the coming waiver period well podcast listeners hannah has gotten up from her chair and is uh no longer present at the table i believe she has gone to the uh, bathroom so tell me a little bit more um, about this model pelham yeah so it's a composite no no no, no, no but like i don't really care input. so continue please what does this model tell us yes yeah, so as we know no no no, no, no. pelham pelham I, I don't really want the english i just want you to tell me what the model tells us quarterback ah, thank you yes continue <laughs> Three to five dollars. Get them while they're cheap. Kickers. There's a bunch of them. There's a few people who need them. Get them cheap. So to be clear, you get paid for this as a no, 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 job? No. He, he built a model to, to that spits out this data. Wide receivers. Medium to bad this week. But there are a few of them. This is Ford's finest. Nine dollars and under. Three for twelve. And if you need a running back, you're shit out of luck. Help. 
Give me uh, one summary spit out from the model, uh, a hot live query. Um, who is your Mr. Allen's pick of the week? Beep, boop, beep, boop. My model predicts... No, 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 the Mr. Allen's pick of the week. Mr. Allen's pick of the week! I'm obviously supplementing this with uh, human knowledge. David Mace needs a new quarterback for the rest of the season, right? So we may have somebody such as Matthew Stafford or Gardner Minshew picked up. And then finally, the model projects, and I I don't know if I agree with it on this one, that somebody might pick up Frank Gore. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Allen. What? That's just a projection from the model. I can't, you know, we'll have to wait and see. All right. Thank you for that, Pelham. That's all I got on Pelham, do you have an update on Uh, the Eliminator that no one cares about? I do. I have a very brief update on the Eliminator Challenge. Um, Excitingly, both Davids are still alive in the Eliminator Challenge. David Hins picked the Arizona Cardinals last week, and they won, I think, fairly comfortably. Uh, Whereas David Mace, for the first time, they diverged. They picked different teams. And David Mace picked the Cowboys, who eventually won a comeback nail-biter against the Giants. So both teams, both of them are still in it, and we'll see who they pick this week. Back to you. Thanks. I think that wraps up everything that happened in week five. We're moving on to week six. We've got some previews. We've got our predictions. Pelham doesn't have his anymore. He's going to be making them on the flyer from memory. A quick scores on the doors update. We've got Pelham in first place for the season on four weeks of predictions at 14 points. Myself with 13 and Hannah rounding out at seven correct guesses out of, I believe, 20, if I'm not mistaken. It's embarrassing. You know. We're always looking to improve here. And 35%. And, hey, that just proves anyone can beat anyone in this league when you're Hannah and predicting. Our first matchup is going to be myself against Mr. Hens in this one. I've got myself. I think uh, the bye weeks have landed uh, pretty solidly for me, and I'm feeling good about my team. Tell him what about you? Adam, I also think you're going to win this week. David Hens' team is uh, really poor, and I think you're going to win. Okay. Hannah, do you agree? Is this a three? Is this a, a three predictor? No, fuck it. I'm taking hens. <laughs> She's gone. All right. right. Well, Hannah is going to try her comeback by once again predicting the opposite of whatever Pelham and I predict here, probably. Uh, the next matchup is Hannah against Frank. Hannah taking on the resurgent Frank. Hannah, do you consider yourself a bye week this week for Mr. Zoo? Um, I don't necessarily consider myself a bye week, but I might make it so because, frankly, we're on Team Zoo. You mean Frankly? Right. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in this one, I'm also taking hot Franks. Uh, I think Frank looks pretty good. We'll see if Michael Thomas comes back this week for you, Hannah. I, I hope so, but uh, uh, probably not. Uh, we'll see if he comes back, though. Uh, you know, to be determined. Saints are on by. Uh, the Saints are uh, on by, as Hannah said. Checks out. Pelham, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go Frank Zoo, four and two. Frank Zoo, four and two. Uh, Pelham, it- but Hannah... You're more than a bye week. I agree. Okay. Don't don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Our third matchup this week is going to be Pelham taking on Jake. Just upset Mace. Pelham, do you think you can continue the trend and upset Jake yourself? I think I can, Adam. Do, do you have a, do you, I think I can beat Jake this week? To say? I just think okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to use Alexander Madison, and I'm going to get that win. How revolutionary. Hannah, you have who in this matchup? Uh, it's got to be Jake. That's that's a correct statement because I also think Jake is going to pull this one out unless any late breaking news breaks similar to the uh, clear Instagram ability, follow ability of uh, 
Le'Veon Bell and Patrick Mahomes following each other on Twitter, which is a clear late breaking story here, which you only get on this podcast. I'm taking Jake to summarize. Papa Smith taking on Robert Pan in our fourth matchup. I've got Robert in this one. I think he's uh, going to make, I, I think his wide receiver core looks really, really strong. Patrick Mahomes is playing very well. Clyde Edwards, Lair also doing well for him. I, I think Robert's looking good. Hannah, what about you? Don't sleep on the goat. He's uh, making a comeback. All right. Pelham, what about you in this one? I think I'm going to pick Robert. I think without Alvin Kamara, the goats team is a little bit weakened. Would you, would you say, so I'm picking Robert. bad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm picking okay. Robert. All right. We've got David Mace taking on Brandon home. Mace looking to reclaim his crown and stay in first place. Hannah, where are you thinking? Oh, it's going to be Mace, I guess. Uh, I am going to stake my claim that it's it's not going to be Mace. I think Brandon pulls this one out. I think with the Dak Prescott-less Cowboys that Zeke Elliott has a big game for him. Kenyon Drake potentially steps it up, and I, I like Brandon in this one. Pelham, do you remember who you picked? Um, I'm just recapping here, and I, I think I am going to pick Brandon. And I think most of the reason is that, uh, unfortunately, David Mace's strength previously was his depth of his team. That's, that's very true. And his depth has evaporated with losses of Dak Prescott, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook more temporarily, Le'Veon Bell being on the street. I'm going to pick Brandon this week. All right. That'll be our picks for this week. And in a stunning return that no one saw coming, we have the return of the EPL this week. Hannah, tell us where we're at. Thank God, because that's the only reason I'm on this pod. So standings have not changed from last week because there were no games this weekend. So we're going to fast forward on to week five matches to watch. We've got Manchester City and Arsenal. We've got Leicester City and Aston Villa. Spurs versus West Ham. See if Amy's one-two punch of Kane and Son will decimate me in fantasy, which feels like that's probably likely. We've got Chelsea versus Southampton. Manchester United versus Newcastle, which honestly, we'd love to see Newcastle pull off a win here. And then lastly, Everton versus Liverpool. Anything you guys are excited about there? Uh, are there any Monday games? Uh, that would be a no. Okay, good. Then I'm excited. Uh, I take issue with that, Adam. But yes, I'm excited for the Liverpool-Everton game. I think that's a huge derby. And I can't wait to see if Everton are for real. Right, I think this is their first true measuring stick to see if they are going to win the league this year. So I'm very Derby. It's a Derby. Yes, the London or the Liverpool Derby in this case. Yep. Is that like? Oh, I'm sorry. You're thinking you must be confused with the Kentucky Derby. I I am. There are no horses in soccer, poem. That's called polo. Come on. That's right. All right. All right. So next, we'll take it to Hot Boys predictions for fantasy week five. Let's uh, let's give it to Pelham to start. Pelham, what you got for us? Hell yeah. Hot boys in the sand. All right. So my hot boy this week, some of the past weeks I've really dug deep and kind of found like very obscure players this week. I'm just going to give it to you straight hot boy, Harry Kane. If you've watched him play for England over the international break, you know, he's continuing to be hot. This is your last chance to pick the man up before he has an extremely nice, friendly set of matches, right? His next four games are West Ham, Burnley, Brighton, and West Bromwich Albion. You don't get nicer fixtures than those. Bro, didn't West Ham beat Leicester like 3-0? Yes. 
Yeah. I think they're still TBD. I still back Kane in that matchup to get some points. He also is the second highest scoring player in the league behind his teammate Son so far. He has the most shots on target of any player in the entire EPL. So I just think is that he's a guy you want to have on your team. If you want to get in on Kane, buy now. Now's your last Isn't that chance. also influenced by the fact that they went Man U like 6-1 as far as like uh, scoring a lot and shots on target? That does help. It does kind of lift up the average for sure. But even in the other games, he's done well. It's not like that's carrying his stats. It'd be a real shame if something were to uh, happen to him. Uh, it sure <laughs> would. And, you know, <laughs> additionally, he's even going to have, well, he's going to have more support coming in to help him. And on that note, Adam, what are you thinking about? I'm just thinking about a sexual innuendo involving Harry Kane as like a pubic penis. But my hot boy this week is a man named Bareth Gale. In case you don't know who he is, let me profile him with some hot, fun facts that I Googled recently. Things that you might not know about Bareth Gale. (laughs) Stop saying Bareth. (laughs) The man is not just a soccer player. He loves golf. His handicap is four, which means he shoots an average of 76 on 18 holes. What a fantastic golfer. Wouldn't you want him on your team? Also, going in the pro not as good as 66 on the pro column for him. He hates England when asked whether he should play for his native Wales versus England. He said, quote, I wouldn't care if I never qualified with Wales. I would never play for England. So what a true stand himself. Also, the man hates tattoos. Why does he hate tattoos? I'm not sure. Google didn't tell me. And, you know, some people just don't like tattoos. Fourth. And finally, he is not known as a drinker. Specifically, if you ask the man, what his favorite drink is, he has been known to say his favorite drink is a cold glass of water. Therefore, you should pick up. Oh, sorry. Fifth reason. If you go to try to pick up Bareth Gale, it shows a 50% chance of playing due to potential lack of match fitness, which I'm not really sure for a professional <laughs> soccer player who's like worth a fucking load of money, how he could ever not be fit. But he's a hot boy this week. Hey, Adam, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, which name is more British? Bareth Gale? Or Gareth Bale. So here's my here's my answer on that. Gareth Bale is clearly a Welshman. Bareth Gale is an Englishman. Thank you. What a take. I'm fully I'm fully shook. <laughs> also, for those of you interested, the reason he might not be match fit, it's a very interesting saga. He hasn't played for Real Madrid in Many moons, many, he's, many moons. He's just been sitting on the bench collecting his paycheck. <laughs> collecting a little dust. He, no, he's... No, it's a nice paycheck. Hefty, I must say, but... Uh, that he's could growing be a third bun on his head for his top knots. Uh, He'll just do a yes. few laps. It'll all work out. All right. He's a fast So my boy. hot boy is one Captain America. That would be Christian Pulisic. He is back from injury. He's COVID-free. Did he and have he COVID? Has a, no, but just saying he doesn't have COVID, oh, okay, so that, okay, okay. that's cool. Yeah. Um, and he's ready to prove that the mighty bald eagle can soar over the lion rampant. He's ready to rumble. And that's why you pick up Christian Pulisic. And who are they playing this week? Uh, Southampton. You can Google where that is, Adam. If okay. you is, is, okay. that in the, is that in the south of England? That's in England, England <laughs> not Wales. South. I think it might be confusing him, our talk of Wales. I think he might be a little bit shook about what that means. Oh. Yeah. That's in the ocean, right? No, no. Mm-hmm. It's a country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not the humpback. Yeah. But it has a dragon on its flag? Okay, oh, hell got yeah. It. Yep, I know which one. All right, so Adam, I guess that uh, you got a game in store for us? 
today? I do. You know, I've got some more players. We were missing it last week with our NFL players segment here. I've got three players for you. We're going to keep it easy. We're going to keep it all to what team does this player play for? Did this player play for? Literally name any team that this these players played for, and I'll be cool with it. Uh, my first one, and hopefully this starts off a little easy. He's a current English football player, uh, footballer as they're called, born in 1994. His name is Norte Norte. That is N-O-R-T-E-I space N-O-R-T-E-Y. I think it's actually pronounced Naughty Naughty. Well, if you're British, but yes. Are these all uh, Premier League players? Or oh, hell you no. said we can name any, any team oh, they play do. for? Okay, Derby County. He Sorry, does he play for the England national team? What did you say? He's just English. I just said he's English, yes. He's from Hammersmith. Oh, right. So Derby County was the right. guest from Hammersmith? That was my guess, yes. Okay. I will choose Wimbledon. Uh, neither of those are correct. If you had guessed that in his ah. youth career he played for Chelsea, that would have been correct. So, God damn it. That's guys. trash. You did yeah, say Hammersmith. Uh, unfortunately, he now plays in the Scottish Championship League for Queen of the South, but he's on loan from Chorley. Wow. Yes, okay. well known. Could Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Our next one here is a bit of a complex name. I think you can guess where he's from, so that might help figure out what teams he's been playing on. He hasn't played professionally since 2012, so we're going a little bit far back. Our full name is Jan Venegur of Hesselink. Ajax. A bit of, while you're waiting, Pelham, a bit of fun trivia about him. Yes, his full last name is Venegur of Hesselink. Three words. And the reason why is back in the 1700s, when his ancestors got married, one had the last name of Venegor, one had the last name of Hesselink, and apparently the Dutch word of means or. So Are really, his last ancestry. name is... Ancestry.com to get these? Just Wikipedia. <laughs> so really, his last name is Venegor or Hesselink, whichever one you want. Okay, this is the Dutch version of a hyphenated surname. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know any other Dutch clubs. Then Ajax. Same. <laughs> So I'm forced to concede a draw <laughs> and pick. Ajax. Okay. Well, this was actually a pretty easy miss from you guys. I would have accepted the Netherlands national team. Uh, so other than that, he also played for Hull City, PSV, well, among okay. other clubs. My last one here. Uh, PSV, heck. He's got children with the names Arjamiro and Marlene. Oh, those are his parents. Never mind. Uh, his name, he's a Brazilian. His name is Arhel Fux. <laughs> it's spelled how you think. Arhel? Argel. Argel. Wait, so can you repeat the hints again? Uh, his parents are named uh, Arhemiro Fux and Marlene Fux. His child is named Andrus Fux. He's Brazilian. His spouse, Tatiana Fox, also lives in Brazil, and he's 46 years old. Please tell me any of the teams 46. that Arkel Fox played. played uh, see, uh, you got me thinking of Fuchs, who was on Leicester. Well, don't worry. He's played for is... around 30 teams in his career. What? Uh, he was a manager for about 15 years as well. Did he play in Europe? Can you give us that? I don't know by the names. Oh, he was no. also when uh, a very classic news bit uh, where a when he was transferred, um, the title of the news article was "Fucks Off to Benfica," <laughs> and uh, Benfica was okay, a club, and you're not Europe. allowed to pick that now. So I'm gonna go Porto. So that's in Europe. That's fine. Ah, I was gonna say that you're basically just going for the other big Portuguese club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's not it's not terrible. Sporting Lisbon I don't is hate still it. available, Paul. I think I'm gonna go. Let's say Atletico Madrid. Uh, in this case, you guys both missed the easy answer, which was he had one cap for the Brazilian national team in 1995. But in this instance, oh, Hannah was correct again. with five caps of Porto in 1999. Holy shit. Hannah has won. I've won the game. You've won this round. <laughs> I would have also accepted uh, the Brazil U-20 national team. What's his name? Our hell. Our helico fucks. fucks. <laughs> How do I find these? We're gonna have letters? to learn some. All things. right. Ah, I should have gone with Red Bull. Yep, Brazil. that was that was on you. <laughs> Classic choice. Crap. And I think Crap. that that brings us damn near the end of our episode. No, racing Santander. <laughs> we are we are no. about done here on the podcast for this week. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We're going to we're uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>